0: well what's up ladies and gentlemen welcome to lore the lore the folks welcome we're uh, we're the folks
1: episode one season season one premiere
0: season one episode one this is our red carpet debut yeah. to the internet waves
1: indeed i'm Taryn. hi Taryn. i'm landon hi landon hey so uh we're just a couple dudes bumming it out of college yep got the
0: uh the old mid-twenties white boys, um, yep. as you know, all mid-twenties white boys have a total of three personality traits. Yeah. You got your craft beer guys. Yep.
1: I like I like craft beer.
0: Yeah. You would. Yeah. You got your podcast guys.
1: Yep. That's you.
0: Imagine being that asshole, <laughs> having a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and then you got your extremist militants.
1: Yes. Hardcore, like, want to go into the military just for the sake of killing people. Just because, yeah, you like to yeah. kill. That's but you hate the government. It. Yeah. Oh, and then you have the neck beards, the white knights that uh, uh, browse Reddit on their oh, noble no. steeds.
0: <laughs> I'd like to think <laughs> that that there's a white knight of every subculture. Yes, I would agree. <laughs> you got the you got the craft beer white knights. You've yeah,
1: got, you've got the herbal white knights of like the the foraging parties of early man. <laughs> mm. oh. This plant will give me diarrhea, but I feel high. <laughs> but I feel high.
0: Respectable. Yeah. It's a very, very baked ape theory. <laughs> yeah, baked ape, baked ape theory. Mm. All right. Well, yeah. Here. Anyway. Uh, this is lore. The folks. Um, no copyright infringement intended to another podcast that's just called Lore.
1: Yep. We love you, Aaron Mankey. Hi, I've, I've actually never listened to that podcast. Oh, yet. at the end he always says, "Feel free to stop by and say hi." I like it when people say hi. So, hi, Aaron, if you're listening.
0: Aaron sounds like <laughs> a scary guy,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's a little creepy. It's a, it's a little off-putting, hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah. So this is this is a podcast about lore, uh, specifically folklore and lore of said folks. Oh yeah, the kind of lore yeah. you
0: get from you get from some folks. Uh non-fiction lore as yeah. we like to call it or yeah. as the nerds call it.
1: History. <laughs> history. <laughs> Fucking nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, <laughs> gross.
0: Uh, anyway, so what what made yeah. us want to start a non-fiction lore podcast? Well, I podcast?
1: think we both like history. Yeah. And we both like lore. We routines. hate women. Yeah, we Having hate women. Having girlfriends. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: So you got to got to have a history podcast instead.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something's got to fill that void Fill that <laughs> void can't
0: feel the touch of a woman
1: Oh yeah um, But yeah, uh, we figured this would be cool So basically we're going to kind of break it down into five or six episodes um, We're going to talk about a specific culture that we find fascinating So for this one it's going to be the culture of the First Nations Oh yeah We're going to delve into some specifics in the coming episodes And then the final episode is going to dig into some serious folklore Oh, yeah, we get into the lore, the lore lore. Oh, yeah. The less than nonfiction lore. Yeah, get ready, because episode five or six, we're going to talk about the W word.
0: The big W. Yeah. The thing you've heard every other white man with a history podcast talk about. Yeah.
1: If you've played Until Dawn, if you're a nerd, first of all, (laughs) fuck you. (laughs) But second of all, it's that thing. Um, We're going to go into detail, uh, try to find some genuine literature on the subject um, from from Native Americans as to how they would describe it versus how pop culture has kind of shifted it. Um, but that's, that's then. Or, I don't this know. is now. <laughs> this is now. Thank you. <laughs> yes.
0: And yeah, yeah. there's, we're going to do a lot more historical context and as, as opposed to exclusively describing the mythology itself. Yeah, we're
1: gonna, absolutely. I
0: think there's a lot of interesting stuff here. I also think uh, mainstream education system it almost goes out of its way to make it just the most boring experience possible. Oh, yeah.
1: Especially with what we're doing right now. I mean, <laughs> I think the only thing I learned about in high school with Native Americans was the Trail of Tears oh, and smallpox yeah, yeah. blankets. <laughs> the old like, smallpox blankets? Just just atrocities. Yeah,
0: if you're an American student, you, uh, you probably don't know too much about Native Americans. <laughs> no.
1: Maybe Canada's different. Maybe Mexico is different. But... That's not for me to say.
0: But that's, I mean, I, I don't yeah. live there. I wouldn't know. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Yeah. We uh, we come from, you know, a curriculum where the history textbooks... Yeah. You, I think we've all seen the history textbook. Oh, the pharaohs built the pyramids, and it's just like the white guy with yep. the head tunic on. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Same. Yeah, it's like the white pictures of Jesus. Yeah, I mean, it's like white Jesus. Middle Eastern or <laughs> olive skinned at the very
0: least. Um, I saw that the modern depictions of Jesus, like the Renaissance paintings of Jesus it was done by michelangelo but the face and all that is is based off of his lover
1: oh weird his gay lover
0: his gay <laughs> lover so the the man oh. people have been worshiping in churches is yeah it's just <laughs> Michael- michelangelo's <laughs> <fan> gay lover
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just
0: michelangelo fucking draw me like one of your french girls wow. ass incredible his, his like his long-term roommate
1: yeah his long-term <laughs> roommate that they died simultaneously one after the other
0: that's pretty know. much you it. ever seen
1: that shit <laughs> what romeo they and Juliet? no it's just like they weren't gay but they were roommates and after one died the other fell quickly after about a week or two later <laughs> yep. but they were roommates they were just roommates yeah
0: <laughs> for 60 years
1: yeah never married never, never married. had girlfriends <laughs> <laughs> took a lot of vacations together yeah they were just roommates so. just roommates yeah
0: yeah that's about the par of like mainstream education we had to work with but yeah that's what that's what we're here for that's what two 20-some white boys nothing better mm-hmm. to do are here to are here to help yeah bridge that gap
1: guess what we got this thing called the internet everyone's got it wow you can look this up yourself if you really wanted to the internet
0: never lies no
1: never um that's the important thing too so most of my research comes from wikipedia but (laughs) i if you scroll down at the bottom of wikipedia for those of you that don't know they have a list of references they use to make the article so if you're looking for like a paper to write a paper or do some research go to wikipedia and then just scroll down and look at those references it's like it's like 20 copy paste that shit into easy bibliography done Done. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah
0: we got a lot of wikipedia sources it's um Uh I've been I was mooching my uh, my old student ID to get on the JSTOR scholarly oh, articles. Oh yeah, bro. JSTOR. They let him on there. We're going to be exploring different cultures and regions throughout the world. We're starting off in North America, namely um, like the subarctic yeah. Canada. Uh-huh. Like the east coast to a little bit west of the Great Lakes, Saskatchewan, I think it
1: is. Yeah, I think so. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know shit. But yes,
0: that like that northeastern region of the United States and Canada yeah. um, is where we're going to start. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about those regions and the peoples that live there is there's not a lot of written history there. Yeah. It's all through art, architecture, mm-hmm. and namely... Verbal storytelling.
1: Yes, oral tradition is huge in the First Nations. Yeah, um, this is incredible. First of all, uh, I can't put myself in the shoes of an oral traditionist because you know, <laughs> since pretty much we were in kindergarten, we've we've all been taught how to write, and so we try to carry our history through written tradition. Yeah, it's
0: all writing. And...
1: But um, for the First Nations and many Native American tribes, um, oral tradition is their written history. Um, So they are very careful with how they tell stories uh, and how they pass it from generation to generation. Um, We'll cite some sources here, especially in the Inuit culture. I'm fascinated with that, with the Franklin Expedition. We'll get to that in the later season. their, Their oral history is more accurate than some written accounts from like Englishmen. And this is like hundreds of years of generations have gone by and yet they know you know their history word for word. Written
0: um, accounts from illiterate Englishmen yeah. can only take you so far. <laughs>
1: it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, lots of yeah. Oral tradition is huge. Stories do not get changed like a game of telephone. They are pretty much you memorize the fuck out of that story and you pass it down how you heard it. Period. Yeah. No variation or very little variation. And it, um, it
0: cha- it's a very dynamic tradition. Yeah. And a lot of people, those who track the traditions between multiple American Indian societies throughout it, see what's pretty much like variations of the same story. They have a lot of the same lessons, especially in like North American religions. They, uh, the idea of the great spirit. Yes. And animism, I believe it's called. Yes. Uh huh. So there's a lot of that. Yeah. That permeates through all of them. But in each mm-hmm. creation myth and each tale, there's like. Yeah,
1: Gitchimanidu is the great spirit, right? I believe so. Uh, that's what I have, but. Maybe that's just for the Ojibwe people, which we'll get to in a little. So on top of oral traditions, we'll go into more mythology, I think, as we tackle kind of individual nations, so to speak.
0: We're going to be, we say we're talking about the First Nations, where there are way too many to Mm -hmm. do each one justice. Over 600. Yeah, I got, what was it, I believe it's 652 Mm -hmm. that are recognized, 654 that are recognized by the federal government, but that's kind of like tip of the iceberg with that stuff.
1: Absolutely, yeah. That's not to account for some that they have never seen. Yeah, these never are accounted ones... for some that have died to disease completely they... from from European good old uh, Europe... settlement. Yeah, they kind
0: of made this list of acknowledged First Nations, like after they kind of shit all over them for 400 years. Yeah, roughly. So yeah, so <laughs> there's a lot that probably would have met, you know, a foreigner's justification for what counts as a nation. Absolutely. When they first met him, but not anymore.
1: mm Hmm uh (laughs) speaking of which european puritanism oh yeah (laughs) so initially for the first nations and once again we're talking kind of uh southern canada great lakes area yeah nothing in the arctic circle nothing in really the united states other than the great lakes and the surrounding areas of that yeah maybe a bit of the coast um but for the first nations European contact was not as combative as those in the United States. It was not. Yeah, it was Um, mainly,
0: what is it, British, French, Dutch. It was like fur traders. Fur trade was a big deal. Yeah, it was traders and
1: explorers, pretty much. That was was pretty much it. So most accounts of First Nation peoples was very peaceful um, and more just kind of uh, exploratory, more more academic and like, huh, these people live here. This is their culture and way of life, as opposed to, I like that land they're sitting on. Oh, man, who are
0: these... Little savages governing on top of my oil. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have written here that the first written documents of contact date back um, to the late 15th century with European traders and explorers. Okay. 1400s. Uh, I would assume, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what I would assume. But, yeah, strictly from, like, traders, trappers, and things like that. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. Nationhood. You want to get into there
0: nationhood? Yeah, yeah, let's break it down. So we we each selected sort of a single.
1: Oh, I was going still first nations. Oh, first general...
0: nations plural.
1: Yeah, yeah. So basic. Yeah, what I have just written. Interesting tidbit: trade routes were established in what is now Canada. Um, they they surmise as early as one thousand BCE to five hundred BCE. That's when trade routes were established in Canada for these first Nations mm. so think of the Roman Empire it was before the Roman Empire more or less like the Golden Age of the Roman Empire at the very least yeah um,
0: and a lot of the time spent before that was really migratory uh, mm-hmm. mostly just following the herds moving south the Ice age was coming to an end yep um, historically it's believed that the people had crossed over mm-hmm. from Russia to North America from Bering Strait yes and the ice shelf ice bridge that was there during the the ice age and then as that cleared it was like the continent never existed to the, the yeah. eastern world it was gone and vice versa as well
1: mm-hmm. incredible it's like uh, <laughs> not to compare <laughs> native americans to like plants or fungus or anything <laughs> but like you know if you isolate a sample it can evolve completely differently than like the rest of another sample say we have you know similarities by far, biologically, we're very similar. But culturally, they they have taken complete uh, differences. Uh, yeah. Religiously, mythologically, uh, the number four is very prevalent um, in most Native American cultures because they lived more cyclically than linearly, like we do.
0: Yeah, went by um, seasons.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they go by the seasons more than it's January. Just interesting tidbits. Um, I mentioned earlier... Late fifteenth century was when European traders and explorers like had first contact. Really, um, it wasn't until the seventeenth and eighteenth centuries when European settlers really decided to come to the new land um, and settle down. And that's when shit kind of got bad.
0: It kind of yeah yeah uh,
1: for most tribes, um, it was a forty to eighty percent decrease in population post contact. That's tough. um and yeah. It, uh, especially for these non-combative groups it was just disease influenza measles and smallpox just ravaged their populations yeah um many of them went into extinction from just people settling onto the continent um those that survived were completely decimated one of the strong nations in like canada got they were decimated just like clapped. half yeah the huron h u r o n the huron lost about 50% of its population and then the iroquois came in and like thanks the rest (laughs) nice land bitch yeah exactly yeah they were traditional enemies for hundreds if not thousands of years so yeah
0: a lot of people especially coming out of like american high school just thought it was all peace and powwows in north america before the europeans showed up yeah no it was not no they were beefing
1: yeah they were yeah cannibalism i mean (laughs) 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 there are there's you know we have this notion of like native americans were innocent people and like I, philosophically i don't think anyone's an innocent person so to speak <laughs> like there was infighting there were nations at war i mean oh
0: yeah it's just what humans do they were proactive they were... in you know <laughs> what their activities were pre and post-colonial contact yeah. among each other and between them and the, the europeans
1: absolutely so yeah shitty nonetheless but <laughs> It, you know, disease opened the way for new war paths
0: pretty much <laughs> yeah i'll do it very opportunistic as any human society would be
1: absolutely okay well yeah so that's kind of just a do you cool. got anything else for, um, for first nations yeah
0: i gotta got a little bit um the first nations uh a lot of times are referred to just through like origins and through the similar cultural similarities of the anishinaabe sort of yes. like the, the broad term for it mm-hmm. um and that represents sort of like the people from what I had researched is that they had migrated across Arctic Canada to the East coast a very long time ago, and mm-hmm. then slowly made their way down the East coast, probably during like that ice age period when all you could really get to eat was caribou and fish. Um, and then once they had got to the Great Lakes area, they had spread out those in like the eastern, northeastern woodlands of the United States, like the Iroquois, the cell, so, the Seneca. think believe lived up there. Um, They had established um, a bit more of an agricultural and uh, more permanent settlements there. Mm -hmm. Other ones like the Cree, the Blackfeet, uh, moved a little further south. The Blackfeet did. The Cree stayed northwest of the Great Lakes, and they continued that sort of like nomadic lifestyle. Cool. So the Anishinaabe is just sort of like the broad term for those who came down that east coast from southern Canada. Yes. And those along the Great Lakes, from Great Lakes to the the East Coast, the Hudson Bay area. Um, those are all referred to as like Algonquian? Algonquian? Yes,
1: I have that written too. I yeah. think
0: that was mostly... That's language.
1: Yeah, that's language. So they all kind of spoke a similar dialect.
0: Yeah, it was. it's like, uh, you know, trying to cross between spanish and italian like if you know one you can make out the other yeah. they're not the same mm-hmm. but they're very similar
1: yeah same i read this i don't know if it's true but like italian and french speakers mm-hmm. like 80 percent of their language is based off of similar um uh, derelict yeah or dialects. it's like a
0: lot of the, so, the european languages having latin roots yeah it's, so they all
1: kind of vaguely know what the other person is saying yeah you can make it a out different language and <laughs>
0: yeah. you were saying what is it the the one that you researched the, the Ojibwe yeah they, the Ojibwe the, people <laughs> yeah they got their name from the Cree and it was just the mm-hmm. Cree ta- like basically roasting their vernacular
1: yeah they said the Cree dubbed the Ojibwe those who speak stiffly or those <laughs> who stammer <laughs> they were very short I yes. guess brash speakers <laughs> nice
0: like the Spartans
1: yeah, like the Spartans. And even
0: to this day... But um, not as
1: militaristic.
0: The modern-day Cree and, and Chippewa, um, they refer mm-hmm. to themselves as those who speak the same language. Yes. Since the white people are like, ah, you're all pretty much the same, the, uh, the Cree and the, the Chippewa Ojibwe, they get to share a reservation. <laughs> oh. And so now they've sort of come to hold this collective identity. They call themselves as the... I'm, I'm way too white to be pronounced as the Nihiyawak... I believe is how you pronounce it, though don't quote me. And yeah. that translates to those who speak the same language. Oh God! Yeah. So they're all, <laughs> well, you know, even in modern times, they're united by the fact that they speak the same, sure, a similar dialect. And that's mostly what united these First Nations and how they interacted with each other. But otherwise, yeah, each one had a vastly different lifestyle and story to tell.
1: Absolutely, and we're going to get into that in our future episodes. Yes, next we episode.
0: Focus on that.
1: Yeah, we've selected two. Um, mm-hmm. Two, two tribes that we're going to be focusing on. So I'm focusing on the Odubway. um That's what Canada calls them, but the United States calls them the Chippewa. Yes. Um, and Terran.
0: I'll be, uh, I'll be focusing on the Cree, who Cree is shortened for, oh fuck, Crestinue, a name given to them by the French. Um, though this name is false, they refer to themselves as Kenestinoag. Yes, that was that was their <laughs> name given like that they gave themselves and then the French referred to them oh, as the Christian, which then was shortened to Cree. Huh. And they just sort of rolled with it. Now they all just call themselves Cree. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Everyone just calls them Cree. Cool. Which, yeah, there's a lot a lot of fun language. Yeah. Going on there.
1: Absolutely. Linguistics plays a big part in all these for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, so going forward after those two episodes, I think then we're going to talk about a European context. We're going to look at um, yeah. these native tribes through a European lens, how they viewed each other. Because
0: um, is it really important if it's not from a white man's perspective?
1: Amen. Amen, amen. brother. Especially a, <laughs> a European Puritan. Oh, yeah.
0: No one knows Native American culture better than yeah. Yeah. European <laughs> Puritan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
0: And and that's going to be a trend with this podcast. We're going to focus on cultures but also namely on regions themselves mm-hmm. because as our 5 to 6 week seasons go on, a few episodes, most of the episodes are going to be establishing the historical and cultural context behind what we're going to be talking about at the end, which is the finale. Is, yes, the finales. These the are these are the myths, the lore of the folks. Yeah. As it is.
1: Yeah, so we were we're going to be talking about why we think Based on our context and the research we've conducted, why these creatures or mythological uh, stories or cryptids exist. What kind of cultural relevance would it have to the uh, individual, to the culture, um, and then to, I guess, the general Yeah, how did it shape the
0: the culture of the population?
1: Yeah, and then we'll also look at its impact in pop culture um, to see kind of (laughs) what we've (laughs) ripped apart (laughs) from history to... Yeah, to really make it shine in a Hollywood film or, oh, yeah. or something similar. So, yeah. Okay. But well, with that, I think that's going to be
0: nice. I think this is a solid intro episode. I think great. Uh, I'm very excited to talk about everything. Me too. And I hope everyone comes back oh, yeah. next week to hear some more about it. We just launched our social medias to go along with this. Yep as Check well. Those out, for sure. Check us out on TikTok. We got Facebook groups. We're gonna be posting questions. You post your own questions, recommendations. What do you want to hear? Boom. If you uh, know like interesting religions you want us to research, people we'll places, or even just like a weird singular story in a region. Yeah. We'll we'll go into that shit. Absolutely. We'll see like what the fucking what the entire timeline leading up to the this story and the lessons it teaches would have been
1: for sure. Yeah, I mean, we're making this podcast for you, the listener, for you, the listener, yeah, and the not individual. for us, the masochists. Not, no, not for us, <laughs> not for us who will who will slave over the research <laughs>
0: for your pleasure, for your pleasure. <laughs> I do it for me. I do it for me. Honestly, this is a yeah. selfish endeavor.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I I said that more so they would come back. But <laughs> I'm with you. This is this I is. I just like you. to learn about this.
0: Yeah fun. it's fun. I think uh, I think podcasting is a great way to get some information out to a broader audience.
1: Absolutely. I
0: find that yeah. I think yeah a lot of uh, primary education kind of deters a lot of people from from stuff like this from history yeah. literature from the lore. Yeah.
1: Why not research what you want to learn of set curriculum set by the federal and state governments?
0: Yeah in their unbiased opinions yeah. on the <laughs> events that took place in North America
1: for real. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. I personally, the academic setting of research, does not do much for me. I yeah. I like yeah. to learn. I love learning. Me it's a too. lot of fun. And and depending on the, the classes that you take, which as as an adult, getting into education is expensive and time yeah, consuming, absolutely and difficult.
1: Yeah, I w- yeah, I would agree to an extent. I think academic research has its place. It definitely um, has its merits, specifically for the sciences. Yeah. Um,
0: sciences yeah. especially.
1: For history, does it matter how, how well I format a page to submit it for, <laughs> for a peer yeah. review? Not really, I don't think. And
0: history is is just like the context of the world. And only attaining that from a singular source is not not a good way to get a, a broad perspective on it. Absolutely. So we're gonna do our best to find as many sources as we can and <laughs> sort of Beyond Wikipedia. Beyond Wikipedia yeah. and bridge them all together. I know certainly for stuff like North America and I I got some fucking cracks at it for the next episode. I'll, I'll do a little hint now. Um, on Wikipedia it describes the relationships between the Cree or the First Nations and the fur traders like we talked about as, as amicable. They're pretty nice. Cool. Um, and then it then went on to explain that Cree territory went on from from you know like western Great Lakes, Hudson Bay area all the way up to uh, what is named to this day Slave Lake. <laughs> and i don't i don't think they named their own lake slave lake oh, but <laughs> and then so yeah you wonder how a lake like that got its name
1: you know it's the you slaves know. that were made to pan for gold there oh, okay. <laughs> wow i mean I'm, I'm enticed i'm ready for then, episode two yeah and then you follow up with old amicable relations <laughs> sentence yeah. <laughs> so
0: yeah you, you, we'll, we'll we'll get some broad sources cool check us out be sure for to like sure. and share this this yeah. is first episode episode one hitting the ground running
1: thank you so much for listening
0: thank you for listening peace and love